Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series. Join you every weekday morning at 10 a.m. UK time. I'm joined by Bailey. How you doing, mate? You good? You well? I'm well, TC. How are you, mate? Yeah, not bad. Not too shabby. Transfer window is starting to uh, ramp up a little bit with lots of stories and news coming thick and fast. And we're here to obviously cover all of it. We kick off, though, with the breaking news of the morning. Uh, the Mohamed El Nenny has confirmed to sign his new one-year extension with an option of a further year. Was this the right decision to be made? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, especially now that we're playing in, a, in the Europa League. I think Elneny's experience, his his depth and his happiness to be a, a role player will be crucial for next year because we are going to stretch the squad, to say the least, because of the Thursday game. So keeping Elneny was actually very, very important and only for, only for a year or extra year, possibly, if we do qualify for the Champions League, then we can uh, almost cut ties with him. But for next year, we're going to need his services. And I think getting him on a new contract was a very good very good deal, Savvy, because we're going to need to strengthen other areas. We can't afford to constantly replace players who, who we need as, as squad depth, to be honest. Mm, absolutely yeah I think that it's at, it is just the right move to make in terms of kind of squad depth in terms of the competitions we've got it doesn't stop us from making any signings in my view you know we still need to look to bring in a central midfielder uh, in, in the summer Torreira's going to move on Genduzzi's going to move on Mate Niles is probably going to move on as well in the summer transfer window so there is no reason why we can't still go for a central midfielder and renew Mohamed Elneny's contract to give us that depth because when it comes to playing in all the competitions that we've got next season, we're going to need players like Elneny to, to you know, bulk out the squads quite considerably. So, yes, I think it's a, it's a fire move. It's not a risk to us. It doesn't block us from doing anything and it's just something that, uh, from a you know social standpoint, he's a good member of the squad as well. So I think that also helps out. But the big kind of dropping of, of news yesterday, Bailey, was obviously Obviously, William Saliba, um, he or Arteta spoke to RMC Sport in which he spoke about saying that he will return, that they basically got all of the what they wanted from that loan. They got him experience. They got him game by game regularity. And all that talk of Marseille wanting to keep him has basically just been completely quashed by that Arteta interview, hasn't it? Yeah, I wish it was done earlier. I wish it was done. It was done mm. earlier, to be fair, but I think Saliba's comments sometimes did confuse us a little bit. I think sometimes mm. he would suggest that he'd like to stay there, sometimes he would suggest that he's staying at Arsenal and it created a bit of a bit of a, a worry, a panic amongst the Arsenal fan base. But I remember Arteta saying, I believe it was after the PSG game, around December time, that he wants mm. Saliba to come back into the team. He's impressed. He wanted him to go out alone to get experience. And when he does come back, he'll be ready. But now he has all but confirmed that. And finally, 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 Arsenal fans can stop worrying about Saliba possibly leaving the club because he's staying. I think I'm excited. He's probably shown, I don't think there's been a better centre-back around his age this season mm. and in the top five leagues in Europe. Um, he's had the plaudits from France. He's shown why. He's had excellent performances. And... Let's get him back into the team. I'm excited. I think Gabriel Benoit and Saliba can create a, a, Liverpool, a Liverpool model with Matip, Canati and Van Dijk where they constantly rotate with Gabriel, mm. I reckon, being the Van Dijk of the team and then Saliba and Benoit fighting for that. Well, you don't uh, think White will be the Van Dijk of the team? Is that what you're saying? I, yeah, I don't, think he, I don't think he will simply because Gabriel is left-footed and he's a left-sided centre-back whereas Saliba and Benoit are on, on the right-hand side. Otherwise, if, if it was other way round, Benoit was left-footed and, and mm. yeah then it would be Saliba first Gabriel, but I think it would be Saliba or Ben White, to be honest. 
Yeah, look, it's an absolutely brilliant move to to get in that loan. Uh, people complained about it. People couldn't really understand why we would send him on loan and then go out and buy White. But it was because, you know, Saliba wasn't ready by this point and needed that week-by-week guaranteed game time that he got playing in France with Marseille. And it has been the, you know, the perfect point to, to be from this position to then move forward into next season so that we can rotate between him and White and Gabriel can play in any of those two positions, can even play in the Tomiyasu role at right back if we ever needed him to because he's that versatile. So it gives us plenty of options uh, next season in that position. And it is, without using that classic saying, but like a brand new signing um, for Arsenal. It's It will be because it's a £28 million centre-back that we're getting in that we've not yet seen before. Hopefully he goes away with the squad on the pre-season tour in America, gets more minutes, gets game time uh, and assimilates into the side a lot better than, than he has done previously and realises that, you know, I'm going to get chances this year and it is going to be a, you know, a strong season to be able to integrate into the team. Uh, he could take the number two. Of course, number two is currently vacant. That said, Bellerin is expected to return at this stage, but what he's been saying in the media looks as though he'll be pushing for that move back to Betis. That's the right choice, isn't it? Yeah. We've kind of already moved on from Bellerin at this stage. But uh, what do you make of kind of the comments coming out publicly saying about how, like, you know, he needs to speak to Arsenal, but he's he's he wants to go back, he's desperate to go back. I remember the Torreira interviews that went on in last summer that really tanked kind of his value. Do you think this is a problem that Arsenal have got with players affecting their transfer market value by coming out and saying, I want to go to this specific place and nowhere else? A little bit, but at the same time, I think Bellerin, for example, Bellerin and Torreira, their futures were already set in stone, confirmed. Of course, mm. they've already been on loan moves. I think they know that's the club they want to go to. I reckon they must have had chats with the club uh, they're with, who said, yes, we'll get a deal done in the summer. Otherwise, they wouldn't want to isolate themselves either, just in case suddenly they need to find another club. So I'm pretty sure there was a lot of talks going on before they did release those interviews to say that they want to be at this, this particular club. But we shall see. I think with Bellerin, the time had come for him to, to leave the club. I think he was also, he's taken back to last year where we struggled to, to offload him. Uh, we waited till deadline day when it was, I think he made it clear around May, June time that that he wanted to leave the club. So maybe this time he just wants to be clear, get it done and, and get over and, over and done with the line so he can focus on pre-season with Real Betis rather than worrying about if a deal can go through. So he's being aggressive rather than, rather than, rather than um, relax, more relaxed, more relaxed, relaxing, sorry, than he usually is. Mm. Yeah, I think that what Arsenal have found is that the old kind of era of players that include Bellerin, that include players like Torreira, I suppose, Ginduzi, you know, Emery and Priot prior to that, Wenger kind of era players are, you know, there is this idea of moving them all on, uh, as many of them as feasibly possible. We've seen so many and so much change of the squad and so much of an overhaul of the squad. We've kind of cut it back and we're continuing to cut it back and we're trying to refresh it with with plenty of new players and quality and, and Bellerin's part of that Torreira's part of that um Torreira interestingly though this Fiorentina deal his agent came out yesterday talking about the breakdown of the deal it, yes it was a 15 million euro option but it's 15 million euros spread out over six years so it was 2.5 million per season that Arsenal had agreed to it just strikes me as Arsenal again, shooting themselves in the foot regarding sales and how much money we're getting mm. from players when we let them go. Do we... I mean, that seems like a mental deal, but part of me wants to think that, well, you know, when you sell players, you don't tend to sell them all up front. The money isn't done up front. 50 million euros, is that always spread across six years, is a deal that we did say for Odegaard, you know, the 30 million pounds we talk about to Real Madrid. 
we don't know how that was structured, if that was spread out over a certain period of time. Do you think we sometimes when we get like these little golden nuggets of information from agents about the facts of a breakdown of a deal that we don't usually get, do you think that gives us some perspective about what actually the breakdown of most deals are like and we just don't really get to hear about it, if you know what I mean? Absolutely. We see it in the situation with Nicola Pepe. We didn't pay seventy-two million up front. We have, mm. we have been paying that in installments and probably still are paying that transfer. I think that's how it goes for most transfers. And with a player like Torreira over six years, I think he debunked his value in his last year at Arsenal. So we had to, I don't think, mm. I think getting a fee for him was difficult at the time. He needed a, a solid loan move elsewhere before we could think about maybe selling him for extra money. And of course, we had agreed to a a, a deal with Florentino, a, a buy option. So that was already set in stone. But as you said, TC, it looks like Arsenal just trying to offload the players United Emery brought in and, and of course, towards the end of Arsenal Wenger's era. And it looks like they're trying to do it by any means necessary because, uh, yeah, they're not really holding back on how, mu- how much they're demanding for players as they're seeming to go for. Cheap than, cheaper than you'd, than you'd expect. Mm. Yeah, it is cheaper than we'd expect, uh, certainly, because players like Bellerin, Torreira, Genduzzi, you know, they're, they're going for less than what I think their value was maybe two seasons ago. And yet they've not they've not progressed into their later 20s. They're in their mid-20s still and players that could offer plenty to plenty of teams. It's just we haven't really been able to enact a strong loan ethic. I think if you think of Chelsea... Players like Breuer, players like um, who's the other one that's that's coming back? Uh, Gallagher, of course, who went to Crystal Palace. You know, yeah, Livermento. You know, who I think he left permanently, of course, with Southampton. Mm-hmm. But they got a very good fee for Livermento, and they let him go to Southampton. They're getting good fees for players consistently. Tomori, I think, you know, despite yeah. doing really well at AC Milan, you know, they got a very decent fee for him uh, originally when he went out. So I don't really see why Arsenal can't adopt a similar strategy. I know that they're kind of clamping down on on loans across Europe but we still could you know loan out certain players to teams you think Balogun next season if there's not a place for him loan him out to a Premier League side next year do you know use the Breuer tactic with him if we've got a player like Salah or Charlie Patino if you're not going to get the minutes you know in the first team squad think about where you can loan them out and where you can get the minutes and if it's not going to work out for any players in the first team squad you need to get them into a position where they're consistently playing so that they're not just sitting on the bench and diminishing in value but we'll have to wait and see what indeed does happen uh, with these types of players. Um, we're going to go into the chat box to answer some of your questions before we wrap up today's show. So if you do indeed have any questions, please make sure you throw them into the chat box. Uh, Never Wrong, uh, which is, you know, my second account on Twitter, uh, says, with Leno, Bellerin, Torreira, Mavropanos, Genduzzi, and Ketia, Maitland-Niles, Pepe, all destined to leave the club. How much do you guys think we can raise in sales? I mean, and Ketia, of course, his contract expires, so we aren't going to get any money for him. Mavropanos is going for about 3 million quid, yeah. if that. Torreira, as we've just talked about, 50 million euros doesn't look like it's going to be even enough to get him gone. And even in that sense, it's only 2.5 million euros a season. Maitland-Niles, I think you'd be lucky to get 10 million for him. Pepe, I think you'd be lucky to get 25 million for him. Leno, you'd be lucky to get 10 million for him. Genduzi's getting us about 9 million euros, supposedly. And Bellerin, you might we might be lucky to get between five and ten million for him. It seems like now. So, what can we kind of expect? Do you think from player sales this season? Not a lot. I think what we need to expect is a cash injection, similar to Tottenham. Hopefully, mm. from Kronke, he needs to react to that. Kronke definitely does need to react to and inject some cash for Arsenal. I think we didn't spend in the January transfer window. Hopefully, to save money for the summer. I know I saw reports that. Arsenal were concerned about, I think it was from James Olley, that Arsenal were concerned about the FFP uh, violating those regulations. So we wait until the summer. That's why we didn't strengthen in January. So hopefully we have funds left 
for this window to, to be able to spend without needing to make too much uh, rev too much profit from sales. So I don't think we should focus on sales in terms of bringing in other players. But as you said, TC, those names there and the money we're raising is worrying because you are spending money on these guys. Pepe is 72 million, of mm. course. We bought Guendouzi, of course. We could get money from these players. They're still young. None, none of these players are in their late 20s. Maybe Bellerin um, has been getting on a bit. But except from that, you should be able to raise money. I and mean, we're not. That is worrying. But hopefully that is the end of it because these, these are all MRA signings, basically. So hopefully now when we do sell in the future, we've learned our lesson and we'll actually make make money from these players. Yeah, it's it's going to take time to change the way in which we manage our sales and, and recruitment business. But hopefully we have seen evidence that we're moving in the right direction. Uh, Senen uh, Kosi says, um, do you prefer Victor Ozimen, Darwin Nunez or Gabriel Jesus? TC, I had a smile on my face yesterday when Charles Watson goal reported that Arsenal had met with the agent of Victor Ozimen because he has mm. been my number one target for since the start of the season, since the start of last season, to be honest, he's my ideal striker. If I had to choose between these three, I'd choose Victor Osimhen. He's a complete forward. He can play almost in any system. He reminds me of Carnu. Bring him back. So Victor Osimhen would be an excellent signing. And if he is available for £84 million, like reports are saying, then I'd rather pay that than, for example, £50 million for Jesus, whose contract expires next year. And Jesus, you could say he is tested in number nine, but Victor Seaman has has a better better pedigree to him, so I definitely choose uh, Victor Seaman. Yeah, I, I would lean between the three um, towards. I mean, Ozimhen, I think is is going to cost you a significant amount of money. Yeah. Obviously, I think Jesus being Arsenal's number one target is right. You know, I think he's of a good price, a good age, good Premier League experience, and I think we need to move for two forwards. So I think Jesus is a good profile for one, but then the other one, you know, Ozimhen's a good one. You know, my appreciation for Schick is another option as well. Um, wipe that grin off your face. <laughs> um, and obviously there's other targets as well. I mean, Skamaka was linked yesterday, who I think is a very good kind of stylistic contrast option for us. You know, we've not had strikers of kind of his profile, six at five odds, really good in the air, but still good with the ball at his feet. Italian, you know, we don't go for many Italians. I think in, I think the only Italian we've had, uh, two Italians we've had have been goalkeepers in yeah. Viviano and Manoni. So yeah. uh, I'm struggling to think of any more. Lupoli, was Lupoli Italian? Um, I think maybe we've had a couple, but uh, not too many. Uh, let's go to uh, Ronald who says, would Nkunku work for Arteta's Arsenal? What a signing he would be. He would be such a good signing. What a player he has shown to be in the Bundesliga for Leipzig this season. I think he would work for Arteta's Arsenal. He's a versatile player. He could play as an almost number nine, but not but as a false nine. He could also play in the midfield too, even on the wing also. I think he's he's versatile and he would be the dream signing. Unfortunately, Champions League football completely kills that deal. Though. I think if he does move, he'll be to a Champions League club. Mm, I agree. Uh, Boya Muhangi says, do you think Austin Trusty will go on loan next season? That's the plan. As far as we're aware, the club are expected to send him out on loan. And then also asking, do you see Nelson and Norton Cuffey coming back into the team? I mean, Nelson's an interesting one because, you know, he's got the, the UEFA conference final tonight yeah. um, against, I want to say, Roma. Um, yeah. Jose Mourinho's Roma, of course. So that would be an interesting watch. Tammy Abraham against Reese Nelson. Definitely one for you guys to tune in for this evening. Um, but yeah, he's an interesting one. Norton Cuffey, I think, will get into the pre-season squads and they'll have a look at him. But Nelson, what do you make of that as a possible return? Yeah, I've said this for the last for the last month or so. I think we should bring back Nelson, especially being in the European League now. Um, I think he would be Pepe's likely to leave the club. 
and Nelson would be good. He's shown in the Europa Conference League this season that he is up to that level. And I think he would be a, a good player for our depth to have in the squad to use course. He's from the Howland Academy. I think we should give him a new contract and then next year explore what we do from there, maybe sell him on. But I think he's done well towards the end of his loan at Feyenoord. So I think we should keep him on. And um, yeah, it will be interesting to see later if he does um, does play well in the final. Hopefully he can contribute to a goal to really boost up his 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 confidence for when he goes into pre-season next season. And Norton Coffey needs to come into the team. I really do hope because I don't want Cedric to be the the backup, backup fullback to Tommy Yasu next year. So hopefully Norton Coffey is ready for that step up. Hmm. We'll have to wait and see. Um, we're going to wrap things up there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate your time. As always, do drop a like on the video before you go anywhere and subscribe to the Arsenal Way YouTube channel. We're on our way now to 13,000 subs. Got some really exciting transfer content coming up for you throughout the summer transfer window. And of course, as we lead up through the preseason, we'll be bringing you plenty of coverage of that as well. Bailey, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, TC, as always, and everyone in the comment section as well. Absolutely. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.